We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams. He's got it! DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and I'm joined by Sean Siegel, the co-host of the Rotoviz Overtime podcast, as well as the Stadium Bananas podcast with Ben Gretsch. I know I mentioned it a lot on OT here, but if you aren't already subscribed and listening to those shows every week, you are definitely missing out. Head on over and check those out. Uh, Sean, we are into week 17, a lot going on. We've had a busy week. This is our fourth show off the week. We've had Blair Andrews on for two shows. We've had Mike Leone of Established a Run on for a show. Uh, and it's been a, a lot of fun running through those. As we talked about our best ball tournament, we're, we're hoping to get into one of those top three spots this week with $100,000 as the top prize in that team that we are co-managing with Blair um it's interesting to say you're co-managing a team when you haven't had to manage it because it's a best ball team all season long but uh it's still in similar format um in terms of other participants we did mention Mike Leone we do also have Connor Driscoll who is uh one of the road of his writers involved so road of his well represented somewhere else Sean that we did touch on on one of those shows with Blair where Rotoviz is representing particularly Rotoviz OT wanted to start this one out giving a shout out to Jordan Samuel who was our contest winner uh, back in August who who won himself an entry into the Scott Fish Bowl and I was delighted to get a, a tweet from Jordan this week to say that he had uh, progressed all the way to the final of that contest so into the final 20 participants hopefully he'll be able to go and bring that home and he also drafted that as a, a pretty true zero rb team as uh, no running backs to round 12 and then he got our guy james connor there obviously connor missed out last week hopefully he may be available this week for jordan but uh pretty exciting there sean so we're wishing him the best luck even though we're competing with uh connor we're wishing him the best luck and uh we know a lot of people 
around the, the fantasy community that are in big contests, including two of our own guys from the flagship show as well, and Curtis Patrick and Dave Caven, both in some big finals of contest this week as well. So hoping uh, uh, the kind of community, the Road of His family, will, will bring home some big prizes this weekend, Sean. So we get through that. We have our listeners in their dynasty finals and so on, and it uh, doesn't get much more uh, doesn't get much more exciting than this after a long season if we can we can get some of those W's in week seventeen. It doesn't get much more exciting. And congratulations to Jordan. He drafted an awesome team there. It's really cool anytime someone who participates in one of our contests uh, then goes on and does what he has done in the tournament that they entered in as a result there. And that Jordan was able to do it with a completely on-brand Rotoviz style team. Uh, he mentions he's he's joining the rest of the Zero RB Sickos. I mean, it's it's just so cool, right? And again, I mean, it's not like Zero running back wins every time, but it does really well in some of these big contests when you execute it the way like Jordan did. I mean, very very exciting. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to all of the listeners who are having great success. If you had a little bit of a, a down season this year. You know, it's Christmas, it's New Year's. We're doing some other fun things as well. You'll be back in 2022. Uh, don't worry, more contests are coming. But yeah, this is this has been an exciting time. And Paul, we're going to mostly talk about some of the zero RB elements for this week. Some of the guys, right? Some of the people from the from the watch list and what we can expect in the running back landscape at the crucial point of the season, but. You know, you mentioned Connor, and, and we've talked a little bit about his team on the show. It's absolutely fantastic. When we were talking with Mike, you know, we we thought that maybe his team is the favorite. You know, all all twelve teams obviously are good that have made it to that point. But one of the guys that he does have is he he made it to that juncture there in Week 16 with AJ Brown having not had a fantastic season and having missed quite a few games, and then he comes out, he generates his fourth. 30-point game, his 14th in his career with 20-plus. You know, Brown has been one of these guys who's an efficiency monster, which does help offset some of the volume issues that you get in this very run-heavy Tennessee team, right? Tennessee, over the last several seasons from the beginning of 2019, through Derrick Henry's injury, I mean, they were the second-run-heaviest team in the NFL, tied for the second-fewest plays per 60 minutes, and they've actually maintained that sort of neutral run script, at least, script in neutral situations even since the Henry injury but when you have AJ Brown you have a transcendent talent we've had you know a wide variety of impressive seasons this year you have Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel joining the usual suspects like Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams and then we have some of the individual games like we got from T Higgins last week AJ Brown in that group from time to time people will ask us you know why do we have him so high in our rankings and frankly for this season it didn't really work out right but the key to creating teams that can win tournaments and they can get to this point so one of the things that connor did obviously he put together this absolutely beautiful team overall and when you do that then you give yourself a chance to then benefit at the end of the season when some of these guys who are hurt and our stars come back. And then so suddenly your team is even better. If you didn't draft a good team structurally, then when some of your key players go out, then you're done, right? But when you draft a deep structurally dominant team, then you can withstand some of those injuries. You get to this point and AJ Brown, again, I mean, 
Is there a guy you would more prefer in a big moment when you need a huge game? Brown is the guy who, over the first two years of his career, this century, right, the times that we're tracking in the Rotoviz screener, he ranks number one in terms of fantasy points over expectation in a wide receiver's first two years, so the two years coming into this season. The number two and number four guys on that list are Odell Beckham and Justin Jefferson. And so we know what they have done at the beginning of their careers to have Brown even ahead of them in terms of FPOE. Pretty impressive. And then in week 16, we saw what he can do in a game where he sets a career high with 16 targets and a career high with 188 air yards. Yeah, like that is exactly why we were as high on him as we were. And I know like uh, Ben Gretz as well, your co-host on Stealing Bananas, massive AJ Brown guy. But yeah, that's what we have seen him do in the past. And that's what we've seen him do with some of his, you know, yards after the catch plays and, and some of the athleticism he shows. So we're not going to get that every week. But um, yeah, if Connor gets that in week uh, 17 here, he's going to be in a, a pretty nice spot. So we'll see how the best ball tournament does play out. We will be talking through that um you know obviously next week to see how it how it did turn up but sean did mention some of the stuff uh, on the road of his site and some of the tools and i'm going to do it up top on today's show to mention the discount that we do have we normally have a 10 percent discount there's a christmas sale on the site at the moment which does get you a five dollar discount off the normal price but if you add the code rv radio 2021 on top of that five dollar discount you'll also get 15 percent off so Best time of the year to sign up, best value of the year to get that. So head on over to rotaviz.com, sign up for an NFL pass, use the code RVRADIO2021 and save yourself $5 off plus 15% on top of that and head on over, get access to all of our content and tools and you'll be able to read about uh, the results of uh, the best ball contest. Hopefully it'll be ourselves or Connor that maybe take it home and uh, that would give uh, you know, a nice story for the road of his readers on Monday as Sean drops his Monday article up on the site. But Sean, uh, we are going to talk some zero RB as well on today's show. And then obviously to mention how Jordan did in that contest. I will also mention that we don't normally post videos of this show, but the show that we did with Michael Leone earlier this week at the time of recording this one, the plan is to put that up on the road of his YouTube uh, page. So head on over and watch that if you haven't already listened in. If you have already listened in, uh, you maybe you want to see what myself and Sean are looking like around the Christmas season. Uh, Sean has mentioned a few times, I've, I've grown out a beard since week one of the NFL season, so might be a reason to go over and, and check it out. But uh, do hit the subscribe button if you are over there and check that out. That is the road of his YouTube page. Sean, in terms of Zero RB this week, you are covering the NFC you know, there, there's weeks where sometimes there's not as much happens, but there's there's quite a bit going on over this last couple of weeks around the uh, AFC and NFC backfields. But the NFC in week 16, what was some of the, the key takeaways that you wanted to head on here today? Well, first, we, we do have to mention your beard. It looks fantastic. It's got uh, the, the reddish brown flair to it. You don't want to spoil it, Sean. You, you need to get the listeners to just sign up to the YouTube page. This can be well. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's fantastic. And so uh, Colin doesn't want to mention this, but it, it's his Aaron Rodgers make good decisions beard. And so he's he's hoping that by wearing the beard, he can he can fend off uh, the very worst decisions that the Aaron Rodgers is prone to making there. And and it's working. The the Patriots the Patriots. 
the Packers are now the very clear NFC favorites. And so Packers Chiefs, that call, it feels like we're willing them to this point. We're, we're now looking very good for our teams. You mentioned the zero RB. We have a lot of movement here on really both sides. But we had some big games from the players on the zero RB watch list. It's, you know, partly you just always kind of want to be right, but it's a little bit gratifying for our teams and hopefully for listener teams that some of the main guys from the top 15 countdown to start the season, maybe they started slow, but they, some of them, you know, didn't really factor in over the first two thirds of the year. And there were some other zero RB guys who were making serious, serious noise, but then we have gotten big games from Sony Michelle, Rashad Penny. You're seeing these players really jump up. Devin Singletary, obviously, in the AFC. A team that is interesting here because they do create value for the running backs. Now, when you go into the road of a screener, you'll find that they don't create as much value for running backs as you might think because they don't pass to the running backs. But the Philadelphia Eagles end up with 35 total expected points this week, but it's split across four guys, right? Boston Scott, the third player there in terms of EP, but he scores the touchdown, so he ends up with the most points. Unfortunately, Miles Sanders, who's looked explosive this season, when he hits the hole, when he gets into the second level, uh, there's no question that the other backs on this team are not nearly at his level, but he's dealt with injuries all season, including in Week 16 where he leaves with a broken hand and now will be done. Jordan Howard leaves this game with a stinger, but is expected to play at the time that we're recording. Boston Scott has been an interesting guy this year. He has three RB2 finishes, but he's drawn more than two targets only twice this year. So a guy who actually had a pretty decent role as a receiving back in 2020 doesn't have this that this season. Kenneth Gainwell is actually the guy who's done that. And he's had three big games, but they've been hard to play. You know, we talk about zero RB and all those situations in which it's great because you actually know ahead of time that these big games are coming. That definitely wouldn't be the case with him, right? Three big games. All of them came out of nowhere. All of them were followed by a dud. He wasn't really involved in this game, although he does get a little bit of receiving work. I think there's a scenario where he can become more involved in week 17, depending on who's available. And we know that as we go through the week in this last month, you get a lot of changes to the availability for different players. Uh, that backfield column, who do you like? How do you see this playing out? We know that there's they're going to run the ball well. A lot of that value will go to Jalen Hurts. He's not going to pass the ball to the running back, so you lose that upside. But you do have potential for a TD or two for whoever is the starter in this game. Yeah, what really, um, you know, probably around maybe week 11 it might have been, there was a point of the, the season quite early on where, you know, I was all aboard the Kenneth Gainwell train and things really kind of fell apart very swiftly after that there. And then obviously we had Miles Sanders coming into the season. We were hoping for big things from him. Then he's injured this week. Um, so it's really a tricky one. And what we've seen in the past is they tend to go towards Howard or scott so I, I would like to see you know it'd be a kenneth gainwell game but it's very hard to have uh confidence in that so i i would expect you know the goal line work's probably going to go closer to the way of howard but when you have somebody like hertz in there i think we're going to see him have the most value in this backfield as a, as a russian proposition so the other guys if we're in a, a really struggling scenario and we we really need to start one of them in our leagues you know 
I, I think it's a coin flip, you know, to put them in there. But I, I don't know if you feel the same, but I think Hertz is the one that that has the value in there, and it's going to be very hard to be confident in, in the other guys heading into this week. Well, you mentioned Hertz, and that's just another little shout out to Connor's team that has both Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts. He did a fantastic job of drafting those QBs in the window. You draft them in the window, you get great value, you're able to construct your team the rest of the way, the way that you want. And then you're hoping that at least one hits. In this case, Hertz has definitely been a big hit for him during the season. And then Burrow, some of these individual games where he gives you the huge outcome. So that has worked. Uh, we're in a position where if we want to win the $100,000, we have to root against him a little bit this week. Uh, another backfield here, Colin, one that we are interested in because we have him on our roster and it's very unlikely he actually factors into our scoring. But we look at the Carolina Panthers and I just, you know, the, the alternating quarterbacks <laughs> thing. I mean, it seems like, you know, you get it's, both it's guys. Taking Sean, it's taking Sean Solo, it seems like. <laughs> well, you have one of the very hardest positions to play in all of sports. And then you're like, okay, we're going to not let you get into a rhythm. We're going to make it so you don't have a chance to see all of the coverages the defense is playing at least from the point of view of taking that snap from center and then you've got to go out there and you've got to make these big throws at key moments and it's just very difficult and one of the things that makes it even trickier is that almost always when teams are trying this they're trying it with two guys who even if they were the only player it would be a real challenge for them and so I mean, this is rough, right? And it didn't work out very well for the Panthers this last week. Uh, somehow they actually generated 20 expected points to the running backs, but almost all of those came on passes to Amir Abdullah that fell incomplete. Abdullah's really been a little bit of a breath, breath of fresh air for them. He's played well. He's demonstrated that athleticism that made him kind of a trendy guy when he came into the league. But six targets, those turn out to be only eight yards. Again, that's obviously not all on him. One of the things that just really was jumping out to me as I was watching this game, as I was going through the stats and the advanced stat explorer, it's a lot of fun to get in there and play with the running back stats, the advanced stats there, is that, I mean, Hubbard doesn't look good, right? But he's also not being used in a way that gives him any chance. He's near the bottom of the league in yards before contact, 1.3 i mean that's that's terrible i mean you think about the types of you know yards after contact you would have to average in order to have a decent yard per carry with that start he's dead last in broken tackle rate among backs with at least 100 attempts there are some guys who come in below him if you take the threshold down a little bit uh, one of those guys is actually justin jackson if you take the threshold down and yet he's averaging 5.7 yards per attempt and just scored 36 points against the Texans and you know you have these two guys like what do you want to do with them do you want to take Chuba Hubbard who is you know one of the best sort of big play potential talents we haven't necessarily seen it at the NFL level haven't seen it a lot outside of a couple of plays in the preseason now he does have a couple of touchdowns from outside the 10 in the last say six weeks we know that he can get through there and score but those plays have been few and far between because i mean this is a team where the defense doesn't have to respect anyone 
Uh, ramming him into the line doesn't, I mean, that's not the way to do it, right? You got to do the types of things that the Chargers did with Jackson this last week. And it is a situation where we get a sense of just how much the offensive context makes a difference for these running backs. It's always something that you have to try and work with before the year, get a little bit of a sense of how you think it's going to work out. The number one thing you have to do is just pick good offenses and offenses that you think are going to score a lot of points because projecting all of the different details is very difficult. And that's difficult even before you get into all of the injuries that happen. But Hubbard here, he was one of our late round picks. You know, you're never rooting for anybody to get hurt, but if there was a tiny silver lining to Christian McCaffrey going out, it was perhaps that we would get to see Hubbard. But unfortunately, similar to the case with DJ Moore, the Panthers are just too terrible for you to even get any sense of what he can do. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz flagship podcast. Just stopping by to say thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio. We're offering our listeners a special 10% discount when they use the promo code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Again, that's 10% off a one-year subscription when you use the promo code RVRADIO2021. Thanks for listening and keep on tuning in. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean, I think with the week that's ended, we would be remiss not to mention Rashad Penny. You know, you talked about the the zero RB list in the preseason. He was one of the guys that did feature in that. He's, he's kind of been a feature of our teams for a number of years, hasn't been able to stay healthy. This is probably the best stretch of his, his career over the last couple of weeks in terms of staying healthy and getting the work and turning that then into uh, consistent production. Can we expect that heading into to this week with all that's going on with with Seattle? I think so. I mean, he, he's been the bright spot for them. And this last game was a little bit tricky there in the snow. Uh, David Montgomery also has a big game. It's difficult for the defenders to uh, really get their leverage and cut in the snow in the secondary. So you get going and perhaps you can break off some big runs. That's what we did see. But we've also seen him do this in a number of other contexts. He's a guy who has the size, speed, profile that you're looking for. He hasn't always demonstrated the best instincts, at least at the NFL level, but he shows these flashes, right? I mean, he'll go through these stretches, including in the preseason, where the Seahawks were very excited to see what they were going to get from him this year. And then you watch the preseason games and his ability to find the hole compared to someone like an Alex Collins 
was you know markedly worse and yet having a chance to actually play and get in a rhythm these last few weeks it's been ex- exciting to see what he can do right and the numbers sort of bear that out he's breaking the big plays they need to get him the ball if, if they had been able to get him the ball a little bit more in the fourth quarter then perhaps they don't blow this game that they clearly had won and should have won so we're excited to see what he can do there call him another guy who was on the list in Sony Michelle? Uh, this was an interesting kind of adventure that he's been on, right? Where he's drafted really early by the Patriots. He's a mini bust. I mean, not a terrible, terrible player to the point where he was actually quite good with the peripherals in 2020 on a relatively small sample. The Patriots end up with a very deep running back stable this season. And so they move him to the Rams at a point where. People are excited about Daryl Henderson. He really did kind of live up to that through the first you know, half to two thirds of the season. But you know you're probably going to need two guys. You know Henderson's probably going to get hurt. You want to have a backup who can get it done. Michelle plays 28% of the steps the first 12 weeks. And so all of that optimism of, okay, this is going to be a committee. He's going to be in this Sean McVay offense that scores a lot of points, uh, really forces the defense to contend with a lot of things. Maybe he gets to the second level, looks really good. None of that happened. And through that stretch, even on very limited volume, he was managing to underperform what little expected points he had by almost a point and a half per game, which, you know, that's difficult to do, right? He was averaging 1.6 yards after contact, Miles Gaskin and Darrell Williams, the only two backs with weaker numbers. So you look at a number of different categories and he was not doing anything. And then over this most recent four game stretch, he's got a 22% evasion rate. The only person with a better one during that stretch is the guy we just talked about in Rashad Penny. And yet it's interesting because the EP numbers suggest that Michelle has still left a few points on the table. They're talking about Cam Akers potentially playing a little bit in week 17. Now we had a great article that really gave readers, I think a good sense of what the situation was likely to be with Marlon Mack, uh, Dr. Jeff Budoff, write some cool stuff for us and the time frame on these Achilles injuries are usually nine to 11 months. And then the explosiveness return is even much longer than that. I mean, you can be almost two years out before you get the full explosiveness back. Now, obviously with injuries, like a lot of other things in life, you're dealing with a range of outcomes and you have people who have better recoveries and worse recoveries. It looks like acres has had just an astonishingly good recovery, which is great. I mean, he's a young running back with a lot of talent and for his career to be derailed by an injury would have been very sad, right, on a human perspective. And so to have him back is a really cool story. This is another player off of Connor's team. I don't think that we're likely to get a ton of Acres touches in Week 17 that really limit the ceiling for Michelle. What are your thoughts on how he has played and how he's looked in this last month when he's just been an absolute star? He's obviously, like, he's on one of the most, you know, impressive offenses in the entire league and they're they're going to get into the red zone they're going to give him those opportunities and and based on how things have played out in the green zone as well he's going to get get those looks you mentioned a couple of things there so cam Akers, obviously it's hard to know how much he will be involved it doesn't make a lot of sense unless you know something happened to michelle to try and have acres um in this one we'll see if he is you know active and available but the the there has been reports that with you know a couple of games left in the season looking at getting you know qualifying for the nfl pension which is again i know sometimes we talk about 
the the player side of it and you know the individual person side of it so obviously the team may be looking out for him in that way in the long term in terms of earning credits towards the nfl pension that might just be a report and might be no 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 factor into it but we look at cam makers in this recovery from the achilles injury the only thing i can think of that i remember being anyway similar to it was when adrian peterson came back from his knee injury and kind of record time and then just looked like you know nothing had ever happened and the problem is now that people expect players to come back from injury in that quick a time whereas that is the exception unless it was you know less of a, a tear or a smaller grade of tear but it, it seems to be that wasn't the case and the the recovery to be back in this time is incredible so we'll see how that factors in but i i think from the team's perspective even if they think cam Akers is close to 100 percent unless they're in a situation where they they really need to add him in this week giving them as much time as they can possibly give them ahead of the playoffs if they're thinking into that picture um would make sense from them so i think that opens things up fully for sony michelle again this week that obviously bodes well for for connor's team interestingly enough connor did uh, tweet me to say that uh, he did pick up uh, and i know you mentioned it in the article as well this week in the zero rb report um, after listening to you talk with uh, Ben and, and uh, or sorry, Pat and Pete, I don't know if Ben was on the particular episode, but of uh, ship chasing, uh, talking up Michelle. So he drafted him very shortly after that episode aired. So if Michelle is the difference, Sean, this week, uh, we can hearken back to that advice that you give out that, that cost us if we come in second place. But uh, all joking aside, um, Michelle has, has looked really good. And, and sometimes there are the things that happen. You can't really plan for that there'll be some people with uh, you know odell beckham and lineups heading into this week where he was a cleveland brown obviously in the, the draft season or if you had him in dynasty and then obviously traded in the mid-season and has been getting touchdowns over the last couple of weeks so um you know you can plan ahead and and with sony michelle there was a lot of talk around the possibility of him being traded based on them having stevenson having harris and so on so there was a lot of talk around that time of him possibly ending up with the falcons so it was a, a smart pickup there and a, you know a smart point that that you had made at that point he is actually on a, a number of different rosters that i have based on on those similar conversations that you were uh, having during the off season so i think michelle and the rams are are really primed up and sean a few weeks ago uh, we were talking about how we thought the nfc would play out and i had talked about you know whichever team finishes first in the nfc is likely uh, going to also feature the MVP but in that conversation I did mention at the time that um, the Buccaneers were probably the team that I feared more than the Cardinals based on on how things could play out there but the Cardinals now on a, a three game slide and facing the Cowboys this coming week which um, you know could could put them in a little bit more of a hole but with the Rams it's obviously those losses are putting the Rams in a, a much stronger position for their division as well as they head in to see where the playoff season lands them so obviously a, a must-win game here for the Rams and I think that leads to scoring success for Sony Michelle before we do wrap up Sean anything else that you you do want to uh, add in before we finish just a good luck to everyone this week and a, a happy new year as you celebrate uh, with friends with family all of those types of things we're rooting for all of our Rotoviz listeners and yeah it's been a very fun season we appreciate you guys sharing so much of that with us we're going to have a bunch more content in the near future so uh don't go anywhere if you've been having fun but column it's it's been a real privilege to do the show with you and yeah let's go 
win $100,000. That I guess the last piece of news I have is that Blair did pay. And so <laughs> now we're in a situation where it's covering his bases. Yeah, we can't. We can't we'll have to, we'll have to like, let the uh, listeners know. Um, so as we recorded the show um, earlier this week with Blair, um, at the end of it, it did come up that he wasn't sure if he had paid the, the portion of the fee. So, you know, it's it's always good when you, you enter into a, a team and then you qualify for a, a grand final for the possibility of $100,000 to just to pay your entry fee. That's a good system if you can, if you can set it up. Well, I, I think that we can probably get three or four entries from Blair on this because... He's not sure if he's paid. He doesn't want to be left out. Um, every every three or four months from now, I'm going to hit him up for another 40 bucks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, just in terms of Sean did mention good luck, I'm just thinking we're recording this one again. We like to sometimes peel the curtain back, but we're recording this one on Wednesday, the 29th of December. So that would make this the New Year's edition of the Rotoviz OT podcast. So I guess we'll also wish all our listeners a, a happy and healthy New Year. And here's to... Uh, and a great year for everyone listening in uh, around the world in 2022 all the best of success this weekend to anyone in their finals and going back to jordan who we mentioned at the start of the show who is in the scott fishbowl it's just after clicking with me and i did check this up during the episode because i did have a somebody had tweeted me you know earlier this week really early this week before i got the tweet of the team that had qualified <laughs> and um it was asking could he borrow my twitter bio for this week so when scott scott fish was on on that episode after that i added in future sfb 11 uh champion so obviously um obviously that that bid failed but i had actually forgot that it was in my twitter uh, bio so um i i've passed the mantle over to jordan for this week so hopefully it'll bring him uh, success to bring home that championship so lots of fun stories from the the road of his community and the road of his overtime community and i did plug a little bit earlier as well with the show with mike leone that is up on the the youtube channel head on over check that out give it a like we do appreciate all the support that you do give us throughout this year and heading into next year so and Colm, i did want to add you've done a great job making sure people are aware of the christmas sale and the rv radio uh, 15% discount. Also wanted to mention that we are doing the pre-orders on the Rookie Guide right now. And if you order this week, the package, the, the three-volume guide is a little bit less expensive than it is later on. And so you get that discount. That's always fun to have. It does make a good final Christmas gift if you're like so many of us where you do still have some things you have to cover even as you're in the new year and you're seeing some more people and all that type of thing but mostly grab the rookie guy for yourself you'll enjoy it yeah you definitely will travis and curtis and sean and, and all the crew there will have you really well set up um heading into the draft season so with that all that's left to say is my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over to Ireland. my co-host as always is sean siegel check out all of sean's work up on rotavis.com and if you haven't already, head back and check out the other editions we had this week with Blair Andrews and as well with Mike Leone. And until we're back, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.